Welcome to the Chirpin' Birds podcast. The Eagles are going to the Super Bowl. I mean, that, what, what a what a performance they put the they put the league on uh, you know alert. I think uh, Jalen Hurts is like fourth in MVP odds right now. Uh, really, really big win. Um, we'll we'll get into you know the specifics of it all, but uh, Jalen Hurts uh, had all the uh, attributes and. Uh, qualities, whatever you want to say, of a franchise quarterback. Uh, last night, we're recording Tuesday evening. Um, yeah, Devontae Smith got involved. The offense looked good. The defense had three turnovers. Uh, Gannon, you know, figured some stuff out. The Vikings didn't play uh, their best game, but the, the Eagles definitely uh, – dominated the whole game and never really felt out of hand as much as uh the the philly sport fan uh voice in the back of your head was saying there's still uh there's still time left uh why haven't they scored in the second half that can't be right um but overall amazing uh, amazing performance great week two win uh eagles are are legit it seems uh how, how are you feeling yeah, I mean, it was it was honestly just a dominant performance. And, like, it's been years, at least for me, since I saw such a complete game. Like, honestly, it goes I, – I think you'd probably have to take it back to 2017. Um, you know, I know, you know, discounting not, – not discounting, I would say putting aside – the, the Foles magic, because I think that was like a second chapter of that season. The game honestly felt, and not going into it, but like right around like the end of the half when like it feels like the Eagles had a firm like grip on the game. And honestly, it felt like, um, you know, like week four or five of the 2017 season where you're just like, oh yeah, they're just going to steamroll this team. And like Jalen Hurts, like, Hello, like, and I know he had a really good week last week, but good as far as like where expectations were is like, all right, yeah, like he faced a lot of pressure. He really like focused on AJ Brown, but this week, like, he didn't just take a leap. Like he, he went into a different stratosphere, I feel like. And again, one week, uh, I'm not going to, again, I'm not like going to be putting, uh, any MVP uh, bets down or anything, but my goodness, what an impressive performance. It was, it was masterful and uh, for it to happen on the national stage and Monday night football, um, even alluded last time it was on Monday night football. I think he lost by 20 to the Cowboys kind of got embarrassed there, but he came back with a vengeance and, you know, it wasn't just him give a lot of credit to the defense and Darius Slay who also had, um, you know, probably hit the best game of his career. I think he and Hertz simultaneously, and from what we've seen of Gannon so far, like the trio of those guys, like they they just had a an amazing night. And yeah, I was I was just kind of awestruck. I was like, my my goodness, this team, what a statement win! So we're early in the season, but. You know, they're, they're on the short list of teams right now that look very good. And, you know, coming into the season, the quarterback was the biggest question of what could hold this team back, you know, and 
Gann and Price secondary, and both both of those guys really just shined. So I'm excited. Um, this ties back to my bold prediction. You know, if you go back a few episodes, I said the Eagles could go into the bye undefeated, and this was one of those speed bump games where I think if things got off the rail and they, they did get an early loss and things got a little out of hand, but it, this went the complete opposite way and the Eagles just kind of bullied the Vikings and yeah, a lot of, a lot of impressive performances tonight, but obviously the biggest one with Jalen hurts. Yeah. I think the the Eagles cemented themselves as one of the, top teams in the NFC. The NFC is uh, weaker than the, than the AFC, but you really have, um, you know, the, we'll, we'll talk about this is end of pod, uh, I guess, talk, but the uh, Buccaneers beat the saints, uh, you know, there's Eagles draft pick implications there, but you know, you have the Buccaneers, um, you have the Rams, obviously the Packers with, with Rogers, you know, they look bad, um, week one, they beat the bears week two, um, pretty, pretty handily. It seemed, um, you know, running the ball, but, uh, uh, still Packers, you know, uh, until they're unseated, they're, they're, they're going to win the division. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, Got the, the two giants. Two and a, yeah, two and a Giants on uh, Giants Cowboys Monday Night Football next week, um, but uh, you know you don't you don't really point to too many other other teams uh, around the NFC that uh, really scare you. I mean the the Cardinals came back from twenty three nothing down, but uh, Kyler's been up and down um, at, during his NFL career, you, you don't really know what, uh, the Cardinals will wind up being. And, and then, uh, Trey Lance goes down, yeah, 49ers. obviously Garoppolo, uh, been to multiple Super Bowls, uh, not, a, not a bad quarterback, but, um, that, that, that's a, that's a loss. Uh, the, the Niners were a, uh, you know, wildcard team last year, but, uh, the, the Eagles on both sides of the ball, very, very explosive, very talented. And I think they, they showed what they're capable of. Um, but I think Jalen said it best in his, in his post game that, that they left a lot of money on the table. They, they weren't perfect. The second half um, play, whether it's play calling uh, execution, you know, a couple weird plays with the block field goal and, and the interception that wasn't really Jalen's fault. Um, didn't score any points in the second half, but, uh, you, you saw Jalen play well two weeks in a row and the consistency through, through the season is going to be key for, uh, you know, I bet how he's already, uh, got his calculator out, seeing how he's going to make the, the 20 plus 30 plus million, a million a year contract for Jalen work, but, uh, Jalen still has to earn it so far. He, he has, and, uh, you know, it, it, it's exciting if he's consistent uh, and and playing at this level throughout the season, improving. You saw how much he improved last season over the course of the year. Like, yeah, WIP is talking about uh, uh, whether it's tongue in cheek or not, a Josh Allen type leap. Um, that's that's on the table from these first two performances. You 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 see uh, Jalen's progress and. Uh, sky's the limit for him. He, uh, it's funny. His, 
the question's always him as a thrower, has always been him as a thrower. Arguably his best throw of the day was a drop to Dallas Goddard in between three, three defenders that Dallas Goddard just couldn't pull in. Um, but you know, he, he's not attempting those throws. He stayed in the pocket, threw it as he got hit, um, to, I believe AJ Brown, like that was a really impressive throw. He's, he's throwing them to, to victory and, and he did use his legs. He had two rushing touchdowns, but, um, he, he did everything a star franchise quarterback is asked to do, um, mostly in the first half. Uh, as it wasn't really a tale of two halves with the defense coming on strong in the second half and, and winning the game that way, obviously full team effort, but, um, and, and I would say that that was a, a big team win, uh, with Gannon as big of a factor as Jalen was, um, in their respective halves. But, uh, talking about Jalen, I, I think that this was a really, um, promising, confident building, uh, in, in the fan base and, and hopefully with the, within the Eagles organization, uh, in, in him and, uh, just exciting that, that maybe we, we found a guy and it's like sort of the opposite of Carson where you, you saw the performance early and then the intangibles never caught up. You have the intangibles, you have the guy that he's a franchise personality. He's the leader in the locker room. He's all these things. And you're waiting for the field. Uh, production to to catch up and uh through two weeks it it really has yeah um and you mentioned that that one uh incompletion but a very talented throw i thought another one that falls into that bucket was um the downfield throw to quez watkins as he's rolling to his left uh makes a really good throw by a sideline quez makes a really good toe tap catch they call that back because of a i believe it's a holding penalty called on Jordan Mailata, but like, that's another one that that's probably like, uh, somewhere like 25 to 30 yards downfield completion, like take that out of his yards. Um, and I know like holding, yeah, maybe he doesn't make that throw otherwise, but those are the types of throws that like, um, you know, we're, we were never sure if he would be able to do those or complete those throws, um, consistently. So, uh, you, you can't, I think it would be really challenging to overstate like how important this performance was for him. And this kind of goes, I think you can apply a lot of, um, you know, this praise to Hertz and Gann at the same time. And I'd say for both of them, like, um, you know, give him credit, like this very, very impressive. It is one game. I'm not trying to take away from him, but you know, you react to what you see, and this was really, really. Those two games now. Yeah, the two. I would for, say for Jalen, it's two games. For the defense, yeah, it's two games. Yeah, I guess what I'm saying is like I look at the difference in Hertz's performance, like week two, I, and even week week one was really good, but like week two is fantastic. That was that was like an upper echelon, top of the league QB performance. Um, and like in my mind, comparing it to the Sixers here, because we're both Sixers fans, and most Eagles fans probably are too. As long as we're not comparing to the Flyers or the Phillies right now, I uh, think think we're we're good. So please please continue. Like as the Phillies are losing thirteen to five now to the Blue Jays. Like in my mind, for Hertz to have the performance that he did last night, 
it shows that either a like i don't look back on this game and be like where did that go like if we never reach because like honestly it could be like the high watermark type performance of like he if he he never reaches that again for whatever reason so like i think you can look at like that shake milton game where he went off against the clippers You're like all right like he has that in him can he get back to that can he get to that with any regularity but jake milton's a a rotation player uh not not that time though there was i think that's kind of where it settled out because at a certain point he was kind of pegged as first guard off the bench or even potentially a shooting guard well he he was only starting because he's he's never started because he of of his skill level he started because of injury or or because of lack of roster depth yeah again this is jalen hurts is the starting quarterback he wasn't drafted for it but i I don't know if (laughs) that can of worms and i I, so like a a that i don't don't think that's likely case i think it's most likely somewhere in the middle but then on the other side of things remember um tyrese maxi um you know he didn't get so much playing time his rookie season but in his sophomore year towards the end of the season, like he started to have these flashes, like, all right, like this guy was drafted in the, in the back half of the first round. I wasn't expecting games like this. Then he starts doing it with regularity, like, all right, like this guy's not only is he a starter, but he, he's a, he's a top three player on the team. And if Hertz can continue to string performances like week one and week two together, then that, I mean, that just changes the whole calculus of the team. Suddenly you have your franchise quarterback. They are not afraid of paying with the contract. He's, I mean, he has all the talent. He, he's already had the intangibles. Um, his teammates love him. Uh, he says and does and practices like he, he, he checks all those boxes. He has that, that leadership, uh, you know, thing that his teammates are attracted to and not every quarterback has and not only that but like the draft capital that you've kind of been stockpiling for a potential quarterback suddenly you can start filling in all of like you know that could suddenly be an edge rusher or an offensive lineman because we know that's where they like to uh, make their early picks it just it wildly changes the trajectory of the team it makes them a super bowl contender this year if this isn't kind of fool's gold so don't get too ahead of myself but you look at the Eagles' schedule. You look at last night. I think, you know, there's a good chance you're talking about fighting for a top three seed come playoffs. And I don't think many fans thought that was a realistic possibility. It's funny that I mean it's still week two, but around this time last year it was. Uh, Sirianni's one and done fire him midseason. like Jalen Hurts isn't the guy uh and so on and so forth um there's still like Gannon uh fodder um hey from, from yeah thank you uh from from week one I think I think um the why why you can believe in in Jalen and his progress so far as you you hear from around the team. I mean, what, whether or not you, you think that what the team's putting out there is just PR or, or legit, but you hear around the team, how much he's improved. Um, but I think even more than that, like you can see the, the last few games last season, um, 
he he improved throughout throughout the year and granted they they played and beat uh they won seven of their last 10 or whatever it was and and all those seven were against uh i would say inferior quarterbacks or equal equal or inferior quarterbacks and and the games that were against good quarterbacks they they got uh you know run run off the field but um i i think that that's that's the next test and i don't think kirk cousins is a bad quarterback he's a fine quarterback and and a quarterback that may very well have beaten uh last year's eagles yeah he's a, um, he's a quarterback the eagles couldn't get off their back all last season yeah so um i i think that um there's a, a number of tests to to be had i i think they uh, there's an element of just taking care of business. The the Vikings, as John said last episode, uh, are a aggressive retool or that that in that type competitive of rebuild. competitive rebuild competitive uh, rebuild state of mind. So um, they're they're uh, from their perspective, they're not a uh, potential contenders. I think the Eagles have been uh, you know over over hyped uh, going into the season as Super Bowl contenders. I think that they're legitimately that now they've shown that uh, through two weeks, you, you look ahead of the schedule, you got Washington, Jacksonville, uh, Arizona and Dallas before the bye. Um, so those are all winnable games, especially for a team that's played how, how they've played, uh, you know, 35 points, 20, 24 points. Um, uh, I, it's entirely possible. They, they have a very, very good possibly top of nfc record going into their buy and uh it and and their their opponents uh are um you know not not the the toughest and they have an easy schedule i think the the packers are looking at like the the toughest uh with the titans getting blown out by the bills and losing to the giants and the Colts looking pretty bad. Uh, those, those were two you circled, uh, uh, on the, when the schedule came out and, uh, th- those don't seem as uh, difficult as, as they once were. And of course, division games can go either way. And, uh, but, but it, it seems like you're right. They could very well be fighting for a top three seed, especially who knows what, what the DAC situation is. Uh, it's all really exciting. I think, it's not getting ahead of, of, of yourself um, to, to believe in Jalen and, and believe in his consistency. That's his, the, the theme of all of his uh, pressers or his consistency um, and, and getting better and, and doing all that stuff. So um, you, you saw it last year, you're seeing it, you're seeing it now so far. And um and and you know the the units in week one that that weren't as playing as well uh, like the offensive line as the biggest uh, came to play uh, yesterday and the the run game was successful. Uh, Miles Sanders had 80, 80 yards. Jalen Hurts had fifty seven yards. You know Boston Scott and Kenny Gainwell got involved in in the uh, run game. Uh, but they're they're a balanced offense. They lean past just like the way the league's trending. And Jalen Hurts, it feels like uh, the the future mold of how you uh, how you get a franchise quarterback. You you draft and give him time. And he had the whole season last year. And 
they made the playoffs and and now he's uh poised to you know fourth in mvp odds right now <laughs> let, let me uh go through the first five possessions because i the the eagles i guess like the eagles of recent have really struggled to get off to like really hot starts and they typically find themselves kind of sludging through the first half of games and then they you know, like the trope of last year is like in the third quarter, they realized that the game started. Um, so the Eagles start with the ball. The Vikings ultimately defer. Um, Hertz starts the game with back-to-back completions to Smith and Goddard. Uh, Sanders has a nice run. I think it was 12 yards. He hits A.J. Brown on a big third and 13 for 19 yards. I noticed the Eagles, they, they, they excelled on third downs. Um, and even when penalties because you know penalties was a pretty big i think penalties would have been a bigger theme of the day if the eagles just didn't dominate otherwise a lot of downfield linemen um Devontae smith got called for the ridiculous pick play um but you know they were able to overcome a lot of those and so that was that was the first instant on the drive big big play there uh he hits pascal on third down i think you know that was probably did he only have one catch for the day? I don't. I don't remember seeing him much more. He had uh, uh, two catches for fourteen yards. Gotcha. Uh, and then Hertz runs it in for the three-yard touchdown. Uh, so he's five for five on his first drive. Uh, the defense goes out on the field, three and out on a slay pass breakup. Little did we know that that was just the beginning of his day. Um, the Eagles on their next drive, they ultimately punt. There was a drop snap, multiple penalties. That wasn't a great start, but it shows you that they were able to tidy some of those things up because uh, they went on to score a lot more points. Um, next defensive drive, we see Bradbury get a pass breakup and the defense notches its second three and out. And then on the next drive, um, Devontae Smith gets a nice catch on a third down for a first. And then shortly after, Hertz hits Quez Watkins for like this this is where like the game kind of busted open a little bit at least emotionally because i know it's only 14 but um vikings were never able to really um make too too big of a dent obviously they only put up seven points but like building a 14 point cushion early in the lead or early in the game with gannon's defense that's kind of when these clamps start to come in that's when um the Vikings became one-dimensional. We we see that Dalvin Cook he he was pretty much uh, you know put in a box. Six carries, seventeen yards. Um, you know at times Cousins was certainly picking Jefferson before the snap, which I don't even think that's a bad plan. But today Darius Slay was all over him. Uh, he was wearing him like a shirt. Cousins found Slay. <laughs> I think. I think I saw a tweet or something that like he was the second most targeted player for the Vikings, Darius Slay. Um, yeah, so I saw I, a lot there, of there's it. so much value in starting out uh, building a lead early because then you know the other team feels the pressure to try to try to take a bite of that lead, and that's that's when you kind of get a little bit on balance, and that's I think Gannon took advantage of that. So great start by the Eagles; they they held on. Um, it was really just a all-around good performance by the whole team in my in my mind. 
Yeah, the the third touchdown where Jalen sort of carried three guys into the end zone with him um, was about four minutes left in the half, and uh, as a uh, the the pessimistic side, uh, you're you're thinking maybe they scored too fast, and uh, the the mm-hmm. Vikings will have time to score before the half, and and they get the ball back, and then you know there's some momentum there, like that's the worst case scenario in that moment. And uh, the Vikings do come down the field, and then uh, you give up the interception, and then uh, the Eagles come back and come away with points, and that that's winning football, obviously. But uh, I thought that that was a uh, major um, win for for the team going into the half and and having to uh, uh, kick the ball off right after that, um, but. In the in the second half, uh, you would have liked to have scored some some more points. I I I don't know if uh, you know his play calling. Uh, they they a little riding a little too high, or a lot of the uh, uh, Twitter uh, bad juju or whatever. With um, you know, two more touchdowns, thirty eight to seven. We we need to recreate thirty eight to seven. So. Uh, they didn't score again in the in the second half, um, and uh, that that I think is the only um, you know knock on on the offensive performance on the day. Um, yeah. I thought I that mean that, the, that field the field goal block that was you know yeah. that that takes points off the board. Uh, and and it, it's up. interesting because Aaron, so Aaron Sippus holds the ball with the laces towards Jake Elliott, so there's a, it's already like, Oh, oh God, like what's going to happen now. Then it gets blocked. He does make the tackle saving a touchdown. Um, so I, I don't know if that's a, a push or what, but, um, that, that was a sort of, a you know, uncommon play, uh, uh, turnover. Um, and of course they got the ball within, you know, the 30, 35 yard line, um, and, and ended up turning it over anyways. Um, I think the guy, like, I don't know who it was on the Vikings. I thought he just got a good leap in around the edge. I don't think. Yeah, Patrick Peterson. Yeah, I don't think it was like any sort of procedural thing on the Eagles' part. I mean, besides the yeah. blocking. Yeah. But yeah. Sip, I, I don't know. Sipos's Jets was crazy. Like, I mean, yeah. he saved a touchdown. There's, I, I think there's a really good chance if he doesn't get him, he's gone. That's true. Um, but, uh, yeah, the 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 offense I thought was pretty balanced. Uh, you know, Dallas Goddard five catches, Devontae Smith seven, AJ Brown five. Like they're they spread the wealth around, um, made it hard for the Vikings. Um, the Vikings didn't really adjust out of the half, but uh, I think as far as an offensive performance, you can't ask for much more in the first half. And then uh, the defense really took over in the second half. Um, Fletcher Cox, I believe, had a had a sack. T.J. Edwards had a, strip a bunch sack. Of strip sack. Oh yeah, right. And then yeah, the Vikings uh, just the recovered Vikings it. recovered it. Um, you know, Maddox had the had the interception. Uh, they they blitzed ten times, I believe, which was up from seven or six or seven in week mm-hmm. one. Um, they and, got a, and he wasn't just of, doing it in like predictable downs, like on third down. Like he, mm-hmm. he sprinkled in a few more early. Down yeah. blitz, I believe. 
And I think that those blitzes, you really see the value of Chauncey Gardner Johnson as, as the, uh, the guy that they send usually, um, he's, he's really explosive in that role. Um, and, and you having him as a weapon, I I think is going to be really, uh, you know, exciting to watch for sure. Um, and, and very useful. Did you see the one clip where I think it was, I forget what formation the Eagles were in, but I believe they sent their front seven. So they just sent a zero blitz. Like uh, that was on a third down where Goff just, uh, I I think he might have, I think the ball had like the ground three or four feet. You're talking week one or you meant Cousins? No, no, no. Yesterday. Who did I say? You said Goff. (laughs) Yeah, Goff. Goff and Cousins, yeah. Uh, Very easy to conflate the two mediocre white quarterbacks. Um, yeah, it was a zero blitz. Um, yeah, Cousins can't reach his receiver. It could have been another interception on the day, but it's just instant pressure. Like they just washed away the offensive line. Um, yeah, a really good day. Josh Sweat, he had the sack to end the game, but he also was really close to get another sack. Ultimately, it was uh flagged for a face mask, which it looked like that was the right call, but. The, the defensive line was certainly getting to the quarterback more than we saw in week one. Um, you know, the Lions have a very good line. I, and also, just to take a detour here, the Lions look good in week two. So I, I think we that's kind of like, all right, not only did the Eagles win in week one, but like they won against a team that most people were probably like writing off. I, I, I mean, I don't love the Lions. I'm not a Lions fan, but the Lions are like such lovable losers, at least in my lifetime, that uh, outside of the Thanksgiving game, which I always cheer for the Lions, uh, unless there's Eagles implications. Um, uh, but that's neither here nor there. But uh, it's nice to to be able to uh, cheer for them and 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 uh in the sense that the more games they win the better that our win against them looks yeah um, and like deandre swift's probably gonna go off on everybody this season aiden hutchinson yeah aiden hutchinson i think also had three sacks uh you know and again this is the team that the eagles will be facing this week so there are some indicators of uh you know not not that you need to look hard for uh, any sort of mismatch for next week, I think. Um, but yeah, Lions look solid. Um, so uh, where was I going with that? The Eagles defensive line getting to the quarterback more. Um, it looked like, you know, they just played a cleaner game. And I know Cousins played poorly, but there weren't as many missed tackles. It didn't seem like there was like, uh, nearly as many blown coverages. They were able to hold. Now let me look at this. They're able to hold Justin Jefferson to six catches, forty-eight yards. That's really good. And yeah. obviously he was the focal point of the defense. But even in our preview pod with John, I was like, yeah, they're gonna do that, but some hole is gonna spring loose because of that. That didn't really happen. Uh, let's see. Adam Thielen, four catches for 52. If you can hold those two guys to 100 yards, job well done. No touchdowns. Irv Smith got the lone touchdown. He also had a really key drop pass that 
that was probably yeah. the lone. That was probably that, another touchdown. That's that's the most memorable blown coverage uh, that comes to mind for me. And I think that's good that you can only really point to one. But yeah, that was like uh, that was on par with the Evan Ingram drop. I was like, oh boy, <laughs> that was brutal. Yeah, I think the 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 secondary uh, really was the the star of the the defense. I thought that the the there was consistent pressure on Kirk Cousins, um, and and the pressure was for for most of the game fine. Um, they, they did get to him a couple times. I don't, I don't know that I, uh, felt that the, the pressure on, on him was affecting his, uh, ability to complete passes. I think that the, the coverage and the linebackers were played better than, than the D line. I think the D line still a concern. Um, but the, the run defense was, uh, drastically improved. Um, and, and Dalvin cook is, you know, on par, if not better than, than Deandre Swift and Alexander Madison's a pretty good, uh, backup there. So, uh, I, I saw a lot of three man fronts with Jordan Davis in the, in the middle with Hargrave and, uh, Cox on either side. Um, I'm not sure what Jordan Davis is, uh, you know, snap. I think it was pretty similar. Um, Mm -hmm. I think the percentages are a little different because, this game didn't have as many um, defensive snaps, but I think if you're just looking at like raw snap totals, I think it was in the low twenties, which is similar to what it was in week one. Okay. So I didn't, there wasn't any like uh, drastic shift. I think he did see more snaps than uh, Marlin, but it was like, you know, you're, you're splitting hairs at that point. They're, they're all in the same neighborhood. Um, like uh, Melton, Jordan until we Cox and Hargrave got the lion share. Um, yeah. There so was not one, a big uh, difference there. There was one uh, uh, play with um, Milton Williams and Marlon Tui Pelotu uh, as the two interior linemen. And uh, it looked like Milton Williams was kind of directing oh. Marlon to, to yeah. where to line up. And I just I thought, think I remember like, that. They're, they're, they were the same draft, I believe. So it's not like yeah. uh, the young guys showing the old guy or something, but it was, it was uh, kind of funny to see, uh, you know, I, I, Mar- uh, Milton Williams is what a third round pick, fourth round pick, third, third. So, I mean, he's, he's uh not a later round pick. I think Marlon was a fifth or sixth round pick, but yeah. I, I did notice that. So it's good to see, you know, Milton Williams getting, getting like in, involved in, in that way. Still, uh, you know, sharing the, sharing the, the knowledge and, and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. um, I, I thought, uh, I thought Gannon, you know, did a really good job and, and we'll see how the defense plays week to week. Yeah. But, more um, of it. Show us more of it. Gannon, please. Yeah. Make us yeah, believers. More aggressiveness. Yeah. So, um, I, I would imagine, you know, they're going up against, uh, I think the second most, uh, yards thrown quarterback, uh, next week, <laughs> the, uh, most, the most scattershot quarterback. Yeah. The NFL. So I, I think that they should be uh, aggressive next week. We'll get into that in the preview pod later this week, but overall, I think, uh, that's, that's the only thing to, uh, on the defense to really, um, kind of you know, keep an eye on is, is the D line. And, um, you know, they're, they're definitely not as dominant as 2017, but, uh, the, the team feels as complete as 2017. And, uh, 
you know, one, I guess one more comment on offense is the, the third downs you mentioned, like the, like the third down percentage is what made the Super Bowl team special. And, and we saw that, uh, last night. So that's exciting. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, that that's all I got on, on offense defense. Um, I I think on D on defense, um, I still want to see like a bit more of Redick. He hasn't really yeah, flashed. I know he's point, still yeah. kind of finding his, his Well, they uh, had him dropping in coverage uh, a lot. Um, and and I, I find that interesting. Like uh, he his best seasons with the Cardinals and the Panthers were as just pure pass rusher. So yeah. um, I'm not sure why he's. Uh, that was a talking point in the uh, in the broadcast. I don't know if you caught it, but like those yeah, words, Aikman, almost Aikman said, yeah. yeah, verbatim was like, you know, they didn't bring him in. in they didn't bring him in here to be yeah. dropping into coverage. So it's like every every snap he's he's. Uh, I I've heard a lot of people say like every every snap he's in coverage is like a waste of uh, all the money yeah. you're paying him. Um, it's, it's the Eagles version of put Paul Reed on the, yeah. in the game, please. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Send him so, to the quarterback. I I think uh I think he he's been underwhelming through two games, but uh I'm I'm not ready to hang that on him as a player or, or right. how it's I being think used it's, yet. Yeah, I think it's about putting him in the best opportunities for him to be effective, which I think it's too it's like I'm not saying he's been playing bad or he's been used poorly. I think it could be just a matter of him you know finding the best spot or like those kind of things all kind of gelling together um i think that's more if 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 he's still like without a sack or a big hit um you know after this sunday or next sunday i think it'll be like a higher higher issue but again gets Gannon gets the credit this week. I'm not going to need him too hard on that. Just something yeah. to keep an eye on. He, he's off the hook for a week. Yeah. On offense, or I guess this is a really special team. So if you have anything else on defense. No, offense, my next thing is special teams. For the love of God, take Quez Watkins off kick return yep. duties. That's exactly all, where I was going. The rest of the season, the Lions did it. The Vikings watched them do it and said, cool, we're going to do that. You guys can start at your 15-yard line or your 18-yard line. Like, he, for, and like Quez, we, we saw his threat as a, as a deep guy breaking, um, going above he, the deep. He's the fastest like, guy in the league running straight, but uh, running <laughs> in between uh, guys on a kick Yeah, when you, when you got yeah. 10 other guys running in the opposite direction to get him, like, all right, he's going to uh, Not issue. very elusive. I, I don't I don't even know what like I don't know what the better option, but there has to be one. Um, they just yeah. I mean, it's Boston, not a big... Boston Scott. Uh, I believe returned kicks before. Um, I don't even remember him being good at it either. I don't no. I'm not, I don't think he was good at it. But I mean, I think he, it's something different. Uh, they got Huntley on the practice squad still, don't they? Maybe they try him yeah. out. But uh, I I think Britton Covey is proved himself a, a reliable yeah, catcher, sure punt, punt returner um, mm-hmm. or punt catcher. I should say not much of a return. Uh, you know, he, uh, he had, he's made a few guys. Miss. 
Yeah, he. I think he's got potential, but I think he's in like, uh, I just want to make sure I earn my weekly practice squad call up uh, yeah. and, and not muff anything. So, both, uh, yeah. I was just going to say both punters so far that Eagles have faced have both had really good days. Like, I remember uh, the Lions kicker, I think his last name was Fox. I forget what the Vikings punter's name was. But, like, I both distinctly had, like, really good punts at one point. I think yesterday there was one of, like, 60 yards. Fox had something similar. Um, So I'm hoping sooner or later Covey will get a chance to return a punt that doesn't have, like, really good hang time or really good coverage. But so far he's done his job. He hasn't – he hasn't – he hasn't messed up, but he also hasn't like did anything highlight real worthy. But I think just you know having a guy back there that's shorthanded. Um, was on the other hand, I think they should consider relieving him. He's shorthanded, him. but he for as fast as he is, he's not very like dynamic. Uh, yeah, we just gotta we just gotta get to the twenty with yeah. like that's that should be the minimum expectation. Because they're just gonna they're just gonna do these like little punts that hang out around the ten yard line, um, yeah. I'm curious. Um, I guess that's it for the special team. Was did you have anything else on that? That's it. That's it. Well, I have a. I guess I have a special teams question, but it's not an Eagles related special teams. Uh, so obviously, it, uh, it was the return of Jalen Rager, right? And right. That's, uh, that's he, he he was booed. Uh, as expected, uh, sort of egged the crowd on at at one or two points. Um, what would you think of the booing? I think it's fine, and honestly, the discourse of is like like the the booing philosophy thing that it's so exhausting. I think I think you can be critical of fans who are like relentlessly booing their own player. I think it's okay if you're billing them for something that, um, you know, for example, like Aguilar, like he would notoriously drop balls in very key moments. And he's gone on to like, from my vantage point, fix that for the most part. But like JJ Arthago Whiteside, like these players, like when, when you boo, it's just because they're not doing well. And I think that's fine. So, uh, yeah, I, I guess what I'm saying is, like, I don't have an issue booing a player if unless they're doing everything in their control. And I'm not saying that Rager was being sloppy or anything, but it's like, all right, you, you dropped the ball in key moments. Like, yeah, fans are going to get angry. Like, that would be weird if they weren't angry. Yeah, I think, you know, his – he's he's muffed a, a couple punts he's dropped some passes. in the playoffs <laughs> yeah in very big in big sure the games um he hit one of i guess his biggest crime is getting picked ahead of justin jefferson which oh, yeah. obviously is not his fault um i i think the the booze were like fine and funny to me um if i was there i i'd probably boo for you know the first time or two and then uh, yeah. by the fourth or fifth time i'd be a, a little like okay um it, but I, I, it's I think, also like the home opener this is the first time yeah, people are back that, at the link that, like it's that, a rowdy atmosphere that's where i'm going with it like if if it's a 
well, playoff game, I shouldn't say, but if it's another regular season game, like next season or something, like let's say uh, the Vikings win the division, we win the division the first place schedule. We got to play the Vikings again. It happens to be in Philly in this scenario next year, Rager's still on the team. Like yeah. if it's, he also if it's, said he was looking for revenge, which is yeah. like, what, why are you looking for revenge? Was that an actual like quote he said, or was that just a report? No, I think it was like a locker room thing, but uh, I don't think I, I don't think it's like a Ben Simmons is like ready no. gearing up. Uh, no, you know, and he's like feeling I don't feeling good. Like I don't third think party. No, and I, it's not like that came up voluntarily. He must have gotten a question about like, all right, you're coming up against the Eagles this week. You know, the team traded you a few weeks ago. Like, are you excited to go back like to the link and like you know get get something back on them and he's probably like yeah <laughs> which is like yes and what, any what person revenge? wouldn't want to go back to the team that traded you after two years two years after they picked you in the first round so it's like i think everybody is relatively doing reasonable things here like i don't think anybody crossed the line um he was he was egging like he heard the booze he was like you know, egging them on. So, like, I, I don't think anything crossed any line. I, I know the national media likes to paint Philadelphia like we are, um, you know, just um, rabid, unreasonable, crazy, but it's all in the spirit of competition. So, any, anybody who doesn't get that, like, I question their, like, how often or how long have they been watching sports because it's not something that's just happening in Philadelphia. I, yeah, I, I, I think booing him into oblivion indefinitely into the future might be excessive, but I think all the booing last night was, uh, you know, a, a, a harsh welcome back and then, <laughs> you know, all in good and fun. Um, that's how I view booing. I think booing is like silly, but it's also uh, you're right as a fan to, to boo. Right. I think booing booing your own players is because you have an expectation of, of, uh, you know, playing well and, or effort like uh, Jalen Rager had been knocked for not running routes correctly or, or not with, uh, with energy or with hustle. So, um, uh, a lot going on there. I think it's complicated, (laughs) but I I don't know as, as Garrett Stubbs is now, uh, in the pitch. Wow. Uh, it's eighteen to ten in the top of the ninth. <laughs> wonderful. I was I was gonna I was gonna make the argument, and I ultimately decided not to because it doesn't help out uh, what I'm saying. But I was gonna say, like, we just saw Russell Wilson go back to Seattle, and he got booed. But you know, that's a franchise quarterback compared to uh, who was the eagles fourth wide receiver no fifth wide receiver coming into the regular season so um certainly different stakes but ultimately philadelphia is not quick to forgive yep yep um yeah some some cool moments uh obviously darius slay gives the interception ball to james harden mm-hmm. uh, bryce harper's there a bunch of phillies were there yeah so like the whole phillies lineup um, which is probably, you know, they're probably drinking beers and eating hot dogs or whatever at the game last night. Now they gave up 18 runs and 21 hits. Um, 
who else? Bradley Cooper in an Iverson shirt. Uh, Quinta Brunson was there. Um, yeah, a lot of cool uh, Monday night prime time. Jalen's coming out like it, it was a it was a statement game, and I think uh, you know they were the not that you you uh, really care, but they were the top uh, talking point on first take today. Mm-hmm. Um, it it just happens to be that's the ESPN program that's on when I, while I'm eating breakfast uh, on the West Coast. So yeah, uh, J- Jalen's pose after the Quez Watkins touchdown. Yeah. I mean, how, how, how can you not get hype, uh, yeah. you know, after a big play like that and then your quarterback's just like, just having a great time, but you know, not, he's, you know, I, it just felt perfect for his personality. Um, you know, he's, he says so much by, you know, doing or showing so little, even if he is just, you know, uh, you know, putting on, putting on a show. I, I did think it was funny as tweet after the game. Did you see that? Yeah. Oh, uh, he he had a uh, tweet that was hurts comma donut question mark and then a winky face emoji, uh. <laughs> which it was just like I don't know that that doesn't that feels off brand. He because like his his press conferences I really like him. I think he's like obviously a really good leader in the locker room, but like. I personally feel like he's the, of the main post game availabilities. I'm like, after the first couple of questions, I'm like, all right, I, I've seen all I'm going to see. Like, they're going to ask him this, and he's going to be like, "Gotta do better." Um, you know, we got we got higher hopes than this, and we're going to watch the tape. We're going to come back next week, and you know, we're going to meet our standard, or we're going to try. So he he doesn't show much uh, when it comes to the press, but ultimately that doesn't matter. It's what he does on the field. And from what we've seen uh, so far, it's it's been very encouraging. And I, I think it really, it changes the trajectory of the team this season. And if we see more of it, seasons to come. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, great win. They're definitely in the Super Bowl contender, you know, making noise in the playoffs conversation. We'll see how consistent they are game to game, week to week. But uh, for now, I think we sitting on this win. It feels really nice. We might have our franchise quarterback we've been looking for. Um, Yeah, feeling really good. We'll be, uh, oh, and uh, I guess the, we've meant, I mentioned it earlier, but the Saints lose, uh, they fall to one and one, helps the Eagles pick. I think they have the eighth overall pick right now, the, uh, something like that, according to Tankathon. But did you, uh, did you catch the Evans Lattimore thing? Yeah. So Mike Evans uh, was suspended a game. Um, I don't know what Lattimore, if he, he just got fines. Okay. So, um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know who the saints play next week, but I guess we'll talk about it. Uh, we'll talk about it, uh, during the, the preview pod, um, uh, later this week. And, uh, well, I, I have the schedule up right now, so I'll just, um, say, so they play the Panthers next week at Carolina. So, okay. Maybe Baker gets his first win. Potentially. They, they haven't won yet, I don't believe. 
Um, what, yep, what's their own too. Just one thing. Looking forward to next week. Obviously, it'll be. I think the, the one of the misjustices of the Eagles' schedule is Eagles having to travel to Washington to play Carson for their first um, revenge game. How packed or like what percentage of uh, that oh, state it's at, least 50, 50. at least 50 at least 50 50 if yeah. not uh, worse and after them. this week I was gonna say like yeah. I was already trying to like build some excuses like you know they're gonna have a short week like maybe that's a good thing because you you know coming off a loss like you don't have too much time to dwell on it now it's a now, win now they're already disadvantaged because they're on a short week. They got to hit the road. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and uh, uh, Jersey Watch goes into its third week. N- right. Neither AJ Brown or Dallas Goddard have caught a caught a touchdown pass. Uh, Dallas Goddard, two weeks in a row, was brought down within the inside five yards. Um, to my disappointment. It, it's amazing if if we were told that going into week three, the Eagles are two and zero. And neither Goddard nor Brown has a touchdown. It wouldn't make a whole lot of sense. It would be like, all right, so like they're just running the ball forever. That's not I, really the case. I'm just mad that I, I before I picked, I was between Goddard and uh, Jalen Hurts. I would have won this years ago. That's a tough one. Yeah, I think that's that's all we got. Um, Eagles win 24-7. Feels good. I will be back uh, later this week to preview the uh, week three matchup against the Commanders. Uh, For Mike, I'm Ian, and thanks for listening.